Welcome to Empowering Your Soul with Lisa Willette. If you're ready to make personal changes in your life and the lives of those around you, get ready for an hour of encouragement, enlightened guests, and engaging stories. Now, here is your host, Lisa Willette. Hi, welcome to Empowering Your Soul. I'm your host, Lisa Willette. Today is my very first show on Voice America, the Seventh Wave Channel, and I'm really excited to be here with you today and to be able to share some information with you. I'm going to start by telling you a little bit about myself, and hopefully I wanted to apologize ahead of time. My allergies are severely kicking in due to the seasonal allergies, and I hope I don't have to clear my throat often, but I want to give you a heads up. Um, for those of you who do not know me and are listening in, I'm hoping that you'll learn something new about me. And for those that do know me and are listening in, you can attest to the fact that I do love to talk and I do so often. So this is a really good opportunity for me. This is going to be a fun project that I'm looking forward to moving forward with. So who I am, a little bit about me, is I am a psychic medium. I am a certified Reiki master. I do life coaching and I teach classes on intuition. I have a beautiful family. I'm very family-oriented. I have parents that live close by, and my brother and his family live nearby, and we do things together. I have a daughter who's going to be 23. She's married with, uh, with two children, so I have two beautiful grandchildren, and I'm very excited to spend a lot of time with my family. I am accepting of my gifts, um, and this is something that started to come to me when I was a child. What I did is not realize when I was little that I had psychic ability. What happened is I was just always a good guesser. I really thought that I I just knew things without knowing how I knew them. So I just took it for granted. And no one really in my circles ever really talked about psychic ability back then. So I didn't really have anybody to ask questions to. My meme passed away when I was three years old. And she used to read cards. But I didn't learn that until way later on in life. And unfortunately for me, she wasn't able to share her gifts with me in this lifetime or help me develop them. But luckily for me, now that I have these abilities, I can connect with her on a daily basis. And she's instrumental in my life. She's somebody that talks to me on a daily basis. And I feel like she's one of my guides. And it's great to have her by my side. Um, Another thing I want to talk about was that back in the 80s, when I would go to the bookstore to look up books on topics that interested me, Everything was classified under the occult section, and it seemed like taboo. But now, luckily, that's changed over the last few decades, and you can't watch a TV show these days without seeing a show on psychics, mediums, healers, or the paranormal. It's so much more accepted these days. Even books that I read, um, Janie Ann Krantz, she's one of my favorite authors of Romantic Suspense. Yes, I do like to read romance novels, I will admit it. She has a series of books about paranormal society called Arcane. She also writes futuristic novels under the pen name Jane Castle, And the characters in those books, they're all connected to descendants of people with psychic ability as well. And all of her characters, her books are bestsellers. People just, the reason, I guess, is that I'm using her as an example, and I'm sure there's many more authors that do this as well. But my point is that it's widespread now, and there's such a demand for it that society has certainly changed. When we come, um, I'm I'm sorry, excuse me. What One of the other things I wanted to talk about, too, was that I always did have the gift of psychability, like I said before, but I didn't realize it for what it was. Uh, I used to play this game called Atari back then, I don't know if you remember, back in the 80s, and I was a really, really good guesser at that game. We had this game called Invisible Tanks, and that was something that I... I was just, I always knew where the tanks were no matter where they were. And my family didn't really like to play that game against me. And I didn't know that I knew. I just, it was something that came naturally to me. So it was something, again, that I developed later on in life. I stopped for a while. I started reading tarot, not even tarot cards. I taught myself how to read a regular deck of playing cards back in the um, in the 80s when I was in high school. And I used to read those for my friends in high school and just, I played around with that a little bit. Then I started to get into astrology and numerology, and things kind of seemed to take off from there. And then later on, I had my daughter in my early 20s, and I didn't really do too much energy work at that point. I kind of just gave up the uh, psychic ability stuff or more or less to be a parent. I raised my child. And then in my early 30s, I decided that I was going to start taking energy classes, and I took a Reiki 
Reiki 1 class. And from that point on, I, as I was working on people and had my hands on people, as I was doing the Reiki, messages would start to come through for me. And it was really more, it was just clearer to me that I was getting information from spirit as the energy processed through me. So the more energy classes I took, the more energy, the more parent, I'm sorry, that's not even the right word. The more energy classes I took, the more information just started to pour through me and I was getting psychic messages and I was passing them along. And I just continued to take, I took Reiki too and then I became a Reiki master and then I was a magnified healer. And again, to me, it's all, once you get attuned and once you get that attunement going on, it opens up that spiritual channel a little bit long, a little bit stronger. I am a psychic medium, but I personally feel more connected to the angelic realm and to psychic readings as opposed to mediumship. The difference to me is that mediums, they connect with the deceased. And psychics, I feel like I connect more with the angelic realm and spirit guides and angels and up on that, more in the, um, more of that region. The reason that that feels the strongest to me is that it's just more of an energy level. There's no right or wrong with it. It's just something that I feel like I just have more of a, a, an affinity for. The gifts that I have, I can share with you, are clairvoyance, clairaudience, claircognizance, and clairsentience. I'll just give you a little bit of a breakdown on those if you don't know what those are. Um, clairpoyance is where you use your sixth chakra. It's your third eye. And that's when you can that's when you can see things. So the third eye directly relates to visually witnessing things that are shown to you. So if you're watching a visual event or if you close your eyes, sometimes they'll just show you things through your mind's eye. You'll see it through your third eye or you actually just might see it while you have your eyes open. It's kind of like watching something on TV behind your eyes. So you get like a three full 360 degree vision. Sometimes you're able to see what you're supposed to see in the spirit world. Clairaudience is the ability to connect spirits directly as you hear the voices. So inside your own mind, it's like hearing your own thoughts, but Sometimes other people hear them in different voices than their, their own selves. Me personally, I hear them in my own voice. Um, clairaudience gives you direct contact of the sensing of the ability to, to distinguish the person. So you're hearing, sometimes you could be hearing another voice that might be a deceased person or it might be a spirit, but you can usually tell the difference or I can usually tell the difference between my own voice and the voice of somebody else talking to me. So I, it's, it's a matter of learning to determine who who you're speaking with. And for me, again, it's an energe- energetic vibration. So sometimes the voices in spirit's ear when they're talking to you, they, they come through in your physical ears, and that's why it sounds a little bit different. So clear cognizance is clear knowingness. It's that feeling of you just know something. No one has to tell you. You just know it without even knowing how you came about knowing it. It's it's how it makes you feel. If like if there were no words spoken and your whole body confirms with you something, sometimes I'll get like a confirmation goosebumps is what I like to call them. Um, for me, that means that this is coming directly from God or spirits or my guides or whatever. And it transfers down through the crown chakra, the seventh chakra, and it's instantly given to me or to anybody in a clear message that you're on the right track. You know, you're, you're definitely getting this information. Sometimes it's kind of like a warning, too. You can get a feeling through claircognizance to let you know that um, something might be happening. You don't always know what it's going to be, but they want you to know that um, there's a little bit to gain by paying attention to that feeling. Clairsentience, to me, is very similar to being empathic. It's often called, um, well, to me, I always put the two together. It means to me that your level of sensing another person's feelings or situations goes beyond just sympathy for that person. You can actually feel the other person's feelings, pick up on their emotional state quite easily. This usually includes when the person you're picking up on, um, like if they're having an emotional state, like if they're in tears or if um, all of a sudden you're picking up on their tears all of a sudden, suddenly your body wells up in tears. You get them in your own eyes. Or if they have pain in their knee, um, all of a sudden your knee will start to hurt. It'll be kind of sometimes like a feeling of just not knowing exactly 
if it's you're picking up on yourself or if you're picking up on somebody else. But it's a warm feeling that when you're in tune properly, it's with like the Holy Spirit vibration. It resounds quite well within your heart chakra. So for me, it's a, it feels good. I usually like that. I usually like that feeling. It can become overwhelming too. If you're too empathic, you son, you're going to have to tend to kind of make sure that you, you shut down that feeling at the end of the day, you don't want to be taking on everybody else's stuff. You want to make sure you're clearing yourself because a lot of times people that are empathic, they have a hard time distinguishing if it's their things or somebody else's that is giving them that feeling. So I always tell people, keep in mind when you are accessing, sorry, keep in mind when you're accessing information through your heart chakra, not to overload it with like deep tuning in too, too much. Um, but those are some of the chakras that we have in our, I'm sorry, those are some of the senses that I feel, and I usually feel them in my chakras. Um, and again, I don't know if anybody out there is familiar with chakras, but we have seven of them. It, we have the root chakra, which is red. We have the next, which is the first chakra, the second chakra, and our body is our sacral chakra and that's orange and then the third one is the solar plexus which is yellow the fourth one is the heart chakra which is going up and that's green the fifth one is the throat chakra that's blue the sixth chakra that we have is right above over our forehead it's our third eye and that's purple and then we have the white chakra which is our crown chakra at the top that's where you connect with spirit and that's where I feel like I'm really connected the most um and again, to me, that's the psychic ability. That's the, the chakra that's the strongest for me. So, excuse me. What I'd like to say um, before we go to a commercial break is that I am very pleased to be able to offer people psychic readings and do this full time. It's something that I've been wanting to do for a long time. And I recently left a job of 25 years and decided to partake in the spiritual world as a full-time career and I'm trusting in spirit and I'm doing the empowering my soul myself making sure that this is exactly where I'm supposed to be and I'm feeling like I'm on the right path so it feels good to me to be on the right soul path so at this time I'd like to go to commercial break and we'll be back soon is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Lisa Ouellette is honored to assist you as you move forward from imprisonment to empowerment. Individual intuitive sessions are available in person, by telephone, or via Skype. Visit www.lisawillette.com. While there, you can also find information about one-hour and half-hour Reiki sessions, life coaching, and tuning into your intuition classes. These classes will help you learn to trust your intuition and tune into yourself more easily. Mention that you heard about us on Empowering Your Soul and receive 10% off your next session. Visit lisawillette.com today. Are you dealing with a personal loss in your life? It can be just about anything such as the loss of a partner through death or separation, something significant of value to you, the loss of a pet, or maybe something is missing in your health or wealth. Tune in to Healing from Loss with Brenda B. Host Brenda Blindenbaugh and co-host Monique McDonald are here to help you transform the loss in your life from pain to joy and move forward. Listen live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. We all want peace. We all desire a more meaningful life. We work hard to achieve these things, but at what avail? The key is authentic living with Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of the great spiritual experts of today and will provide wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your own I am. Your authenticity can give you miraculous gifts, but you have to know how to get there. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the 7th Wave Network. 
Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. The Mayan calendar tells us that we will be entering into a 260-day opportunity for us to engage in conscious co-creation with great spirit. How will we prepare ourselves for this exciting and unprecedented time in Earth's history? Peter Tung has dedicated over 20 years of his life's work to exploring that which is beyond understanding. Peter will help increase your awareness and education on this enlightening transformation in consciousness. Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation airs live Wednesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. Being Here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss Being Here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane, right here on the 7th Wave Network. Listening to Empowering Your Soul. To reach Lisa Willette, you may send an email to Lisa Willette at Comcast.net. That's Lisa Willette at Comcast.net. Now, back to Empowering Your Soul. Hi, thank you for joining me again. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Empowering Your Soul with Lisa Willette. I'm your host for the day, and I thank you very much for tuning into my show. Um, I want you to bear with me today is my very first show and I am a little nervous. This is not this is new to me, so I want you to just bear with me and still tune in next week. <laughs> um, the next thing I wanted to talk about were stereotypes and what it means to be a spiritual psychic and stereotypes that we have with the name um, that go along with that. So one of the things, the the word psychic to me means pertaining to the soul, and it's connected to ESP and extrasensory perception. There's a lot of stereotype saying that psychics are woo-woo and it's kind of bad, and you you hear all this, you hear this connotation that goes along with it. I prefer the word intuitive myself. So for me, a lot of times in life, excuse me, I just, I was afraid to tell people that I was a psychic medium. There, there's a connotation that goes along with it that's like carnival fortune teller or I used to get a lot of jokes about the Dion Warwick um, psychic network. You know, is that something that you do? Is that, you know, is that how it works? And for a long time, I just didn't want to share with the world that, that that's what I was because I was afraid of the judgment that came along with that and what that would cause in my life. It's been not until really recently, too, that I've just been able to let go of that. So I'm working on it. Let go, let God. That's where I'm at. I I do still tend to like to say the word intuitive advisor though. It seems to be people seem to be more accepting of it and but as I grow and as I'm doing this work full time and professionally now, I'm coming coming to own my title as psychic medium. So that's good. Um one of the other things that I would like to talk about, the most common stereotypes that we run into in the psychic world is that psychics are all the same. Well, we're not. Some are really fake and some are really genuine. I guess it's up to you as the person going to see one to determine what you believe to be true. Unfortunately, there's a lot of them out there that are only after a quick buck and they're not concerned with you as a person. What I like to tell people before each and every reading, and I state this before all my sessions, is I say, no matter what I tell you or what I see happening for you, I want you to take away only what resonates with you. And and I say that to each client because... I I can be positive that something's going to happen for them or going to take place, and it can be for their highest good. But if they're not at a place where they can accept what's being said, you know, from me, and if I try to force it on them, the rest of the reading's not going to matter at all to them. So for me, I consider myself a spiritual psychic, and what that means to me is that I'm reading for people's highest good. People will always ask me questions about what's going to happen today or tomorrow, and it's not that I can't answer that, but the way my guides work with me is to get the client to where they need to be eventually, not just what's best for them today or tomorrow. So that's, that's where I'm at with that. 
Another stereotype is that, that there's so many of them too. I'm only going to touch base on a few of them here. But another stereotype is that psychic powers are evil or they're from the devil. This is just not so. I mean, I, I, I'm not up on my Bible stories. I'm, I'm not going to, I'm going to be the first person to tell you that I don't know my Bible from front to back, but I know that I was raised Catholic and I do know a little bit about the Bible. And what I can tell you is that I do know that many prophetic occurrences happened with angels talking to people way back in the days of, Whereas where Jesus had his followers walking on earth. So you can even look back to the nativity story that we all know. That story alone talks about angels speaking to the shepherds. Um, So some religions believe it's the devil, but I know personally that I got my gifts from God and I use them to help and heal other people's souls. Um, You know, when people come to me for guidance, it's usually because they're, they're, they're stuck. And I don't believe that God would give me a gift to harm somebody else. And anyway, the last stereotype that um, that I, well, maybe not the last, but one of the other stereotypes that I think I want to talk about today is that psychics can read your mind. So that tends to be something that bothers me when people say that. This, is, this just isn't the right, that's just not true. It's not to say that when we're tuning into a situation and we're with people that we can't hear what needs to be heard. But basically, we don't go around 24-7 being on. You know, it, we just we just don't randomly read people's other people's thoughts. So do you know how taxing that would be, really, if, to be physically and emotionally on 24-7? I don't even think that's possible to do. We'd be burnt out and tired and exhausted all the time. But for an example, I'll give you, I can remember being on a first date once when the guy couldn't get past the thought that I was constantly tuning into his every thought. He kept asking me every few minutes if I knew what he was thinking, and he just kept repeating that throughout the meal. I kept reassuring him over and over that it didn't work that way, but he continued to sweat and squirm. It just made me really want to tune in at that point, see what he was, what he was obviously hiding, because there was obviously something, because he asked me over and over and over. But needless to say, we didn't have a second date. <laughs> but when, I'm, when I am with family and friends, I don't want to be reading them. I, I want to be enjoying my time with family, and I want to be enjoying my time with friends. I want to be enjoying their company. I don't want to have to feel like they're asking me a psychic question every five seconds, you know, or, or just, it's like when you go, when you have a family member who's a doctor or a lawyer. I mean, I suppose, well, maybe that's not a great example because you probably would ask them medical or or legal advice, but you wouldn't be doing it every five seconds. Or if you had, if you had a family member who was a a carpenter, you wouldn't specifically be going there and asking every single time you got together, can you build me something? So we don't want our family or our friends to be asking us psychic questions all the time. And that's where, that's where I'm at. And that doesn't really happen. I'm very fortunate in my, in my situation, but my job is my job. My personal time is my own personal time. I have protective measures that I take to turn it on and turn it off so I don't get burnt out. But I don't want people to think that, that we are on 24-7 because we're not. It would be, it would wait, be way too time-consuming and emotionally exhausting. Um, I'm going to take a, I'm going to look here. I'm going to take a question. This is from Darcy in North Andover, Mass. Darcy asks, what does it mean to be intuitive? Well, being intuitive, really, for me, is just truly living out, living out our life, making decisions based on trusting our gut. For me, it's that third chakra, the solar plexus, and really listening and hearing to what that chakra has to say physically. You don't, I don't think you have to be psychic yourself to use your intuition. I think everybody has that ability within them. I think it's just that we don't always listen to it. So I say to Darcy, and I say to everybody else out there listening, if you feel something in your gut, in your belly, you know, and it doesn't feel right to you, I think a lot of people are using their intuition and don't realize it. When they walk into a room and they meet somebody for the first time and that person just doesn't resonate with their energy, they don't like that person for some particular reason, they're getting an intuitive message from from their from their gut. I mean, that's what they're feeling. They're feeling it physically in their body. And I say good for them for listening to it because they know they're trusting themselves. They have an idea of they might not even know. That, that's the other thing. A lot of people don't even realize that they have intuition or that they have psychic ability, but they're trusting their body and they're listening to what it has to say in the regard that 
it knows best. So I thank you, Darcy, for uh, for emailing in with that question. And I'd like to say to anybody else, if you have any comments or questions at any time in the future and you'd like to email me, please feel free. You can just um, send me an email at lisawillett at comcast.net. That's my name, L-I-S-A-O-U-E-L-L-E-T at comcast.net. And be sure to just make sure you tune in every week to see if your question was read on was read on the air. Excuse me. For a little while, I won't be taking online callers, I don't think. I'll just be taking emails, but I'd be happy to receive an email from you if there was a particular if there was a particular comment or question or topic that you'd like to hear about, or if you'd just like to give me feedback, I'd love to hear what you think and just send me an email and let me know that as well. So, um, let's see. I think we'll be going down to, we'll be getting ready to take a commercial break in just a little bit. I, I want to thank you for listening at this time, and I'll be back from commercial break in just a moment. And at that time, we'll be talking about um, the different types of tarot, well, not just tarot, the different types of readings and how they've evolved over the uh, years. So I'll be back shortly. The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. Lisa Ouellette is honored to assist you as you move forward from imprisonment to empowerment. Individual intuitive sessions are available in person, by telephone, or via Skype. Visit www.lisawillette.com. While there, you can also find information about one-hour and half-hour Reiki sessions, life coaching, and tuning into your intuition classes. These classes will help you learn to trust your intuition and tune into yourself more easily. Mention that you heard about us on Empowering Your Soul and receive 10% off your next session. Visit LisaWillette.com today. Ask Theo Live is talk radio like you've never heard before. Following her near-death experience, world-renowned author and spiritual medium Sheila Gillette became the direct voice channel for Theo, a consortium of 12 archangels. Through this unique channel, Sheila and her co-host Marcus Gillette present you with an opportunity to speak directly with Theo live on air on any topic you wish to discuss, including receiving authentic messages from deceased loved ones and angelic guides. Get the answer you need by tuning in to Ask Theo Live Talk Radio. Tuesday mornings at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. Be visionary. Be extraordinary. Be the change. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. The Mayan calendar tells us that we will be entering into a 260-day opportunity for us to engage in conscious co-creation with great spirit. How will we prepare ourselves for this exciting and unprecedented time in Earth's history? Peter Tung has dedicated over 20 years of his life's work to exploring that which is beyond understanding. Peter will help increase your awareness and education on this enlightening transformation in consciousness. Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation airs live Wednesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. Being Here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss Being Here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane, right here on the 7th Wave Network. If you have a loved one that is undergoing treatment for substance abuse or mental illness, you owe it to them and yourself to tune in to One Hour at a Time with host Mary Woods. This compassionate and educational talk show will help you help those that you love by better understanding their condition and their personal recovery process. Tune in every Monday at 12 noon Pacific Time to One Hour at a Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Recovery begins this hour. Listening to Empowering Your Soul. 
To reach Lisa Willette, you may send an email to lisawillette at comcast.net. That's lisawillette at comcast.net. Now, back to Empowering Your Soul. Hi, thank you for tuning in again. If you're just tuning in now for the first time, my show is called Empowering Your Soul, and I'm your host, Lisa Willette. And I want to thank you for listening. I'm going to say this again. This is my first show today, my uh, initial premiere show. And I am I am a little nervous, um, but I promise you I'll be better next week. And I'll have a guest on next week as well, too. So today I want to take some time in this, this, in this next segment to talk about and touch base on how some reading styles have changed over the years and over the centuries and what they've evolved to in this day and age. The tools may have changed, but basically at the core, it's still the intuitive mind that gives us the answers that, we're, that we seek. Um, excuse me. One of the first things that I like to talk about and that most people are familiar with are tarot cards. Those are a 78-card deck that those date back to the mid-15th century in Europe, but it wasn't until the 18th and 19th century that these decks were used as divination tools. And those are widely used now as well, too. There's the Rider weight, and there's so many different decks of tarot cards. Runes are another, another tool. Those are small pieces of wood or stone with carved or etched symbols or letters on them. There's conflicting views on those about the existence of when the birth of the runes started. Some say 4th century BC, some say 2nd century. I did some research, and I was having a hard time trying to determine exactly what it was. Psychometry is another thing. That's when a psychic handles an object and is able to pick up events, impressions, or visions relating to the piece of jewelry or metal being held. That name is derived from the Greek word psyche, meaning soul in metron, which means measure. So it's named after an American physician and professor of psychology, or physiology, I'm sorry, Joseph Rhodes Buchanan, who in the 1840s believed that the the psychometer was the instrument to the soul. Um, so that goes back quite a ways as well. Scrying, that's something interesting. Crystal ball gazing or crystal omancy, I believe is what it's called, is an ancient form of divination. Magicians from ancient Egypt used to use bowls of water. They call that hydromancy. They used bowls of water, blood, or ink as their scrying tools. Um, Nostradamus was a famous 16th century scryer who used a bowl of water to see the future. This is depicted if you watch the TV show Rain nowadays, where Queen, excuse me, <clears throat> where Queen Catherine makes life decisions. She even has others killed due to what she hears in his prophecies. This is all due to her counsel from him. Um, and this is the show is set in France, 1557. And I want to just make a little insert a note here. Not just Queen Catherine, but many of the royals used to use seers and card readers to make decisions in court. I personally had a past life regression years ago. And in that regression, I remember that I used to use, I was used discreetly back in the Renaissance period by kings and queens. And they would call me in often to read for them. It wasn't actually a tarot deck that I read back then, but it was another form of cards that had symbols on them. So I guess I've been doing this for years and years, lifetime after lifetime. But anyway, um, the pendulum, pendulum dousing or dousing rods, these are these go back to, to cave paintings of people using L or Y-shaped branches to locate various lost or buried items. And those were discovered in 1949. And... They were carbon dated to be 8,000 years old. That goes back quite a ways. Um, Another form of uh, a tool that's used still to this day is automatic writing. So in the mid-1800s, at the time of the spiritualist movement, automatic writing was accepted as a way both psychics and ordinary people connected with the spirit world. So you basically you go into a trance of sorts and you let the words from spirit flow through you from pen to paper. You can do that in a meditative state. You can do that. Um, you can actually put yourself in a trance. Anybody can do it. You don't have to be a psychic to do this. But people that have psychic ability and they do automatic writing, they tend to, it tends to flow through them and, you know, they can actually give readings that way. Um, Another type of reading that I found that went back quite a ways was I Ching readings. That's an ancient Chinese philosophical text more than 3,000 years old. Basically, there's three coins or yarrow stalks or wands, and they're tossed up to create a group of lines that form a hexagram. 
So this reading offers interpretations of your future path, answers life questions, and gives you options for your spiritual journey, as, as do most tools that I've talked about today. Almost all of them do the same thing. Um, another, there's a couple other things that I wanted to touch base on while we still have time, and that's numerology. So f- that's the most commonly used form today is based on, let's see, Pytho- Pythagorean system. And that was developed by the Greek mathematician Pythagoras. I believe I'm saying that correctly. It examines the meaning of numbers that coincide with your name and your date of birth. And there's many, many different forms of numerology. Um, I mean, there's so many different topics that I want to touch base on, too. There's palmistry, reading the lines in your palms. There's astrology. And I didn't get a chance to research all of those as far as the dates that go back. But the other one that I want to touch base on, too, was Egyptian hieroglyphics. So there was a lot of discrepancy on the origin of when this came into existence. The first full sentence written in hieroglyphics so far was from the second dynasty so that goes back quite a ways and then at egyptian temple abydos i believe that's how you say it in our time now there are hieroglyphics there hieroglyphics i'm sorry that look like we could they look like they'd be what we would call a modern day aircraft that's from 2000 to 3000 years ago so someone back then obviously had the gift of vision and was able to leave that message for us and know that we were going to find it years later. Um, I find that fascinating. I find that very interesting because when I did some research on this, I wanted to try to determine how we move forward from readings, you know, nowadays. So basically, there's so many, and there's so many other forms that, like I said, I didn't touch base on, but those were just a, a few that I decided to briefly point out. My point really is that there have always been tools that each culture used in different centuries and some form of psychic reading has been around for longer than we can imagine. But now in this day and age, the technology is obviously way more sophisticated where you can get your apps on your phone. I mean, most of us have smartphones and we can go online anytime we want. We can download an app and we can give ourselves a, a reading. We can pull up card decks. We can, you know, there's so many different technology-based things that we can do the sophistication is clearly in the day of technology um but the other thing is you can go online you can get a reading from or con you can get a reading from somebody you know you don't have to be in person to do this you don't have to be sitting face to face with the person like they did way back you can go online and get a reading from somebody that's in another state or in another country um you can contact a metaphysical practitioner anywhere from around the world in just a matter of minutes to get to get a reading from somebody. However, even though technology has improved, I want to say at the core base of all of this, it's still the intuitive mind that's giving the answer. The other stuff is just a tool to assist you in the process. I personally, I, I like to use angel cards for myself, and sometimes I use a pendulum as well when I'm reading, when I'm reading people, but I generally do that for show alone. I mean, really for me... Some clients tend to feel more confirmation when I'm when they're sitting in front of me. Um, it's not the same when I'm giving a reading over the phone because they can't see. I can tell them the cards I'm flipping, but they don't get it quite as much as when they see the cards happening. But I'll tell them something that I see. I'll share with them a vision or what spirit's showing me for them. And then what will happen is I'll flip a card over, and it's the exact same thing that just came out of my mouth. For them, I think they find that to be... You know, like that's the the wow moment for them. So, and that's basically just a tool because I'm getting the information from spirit, and they're passing it along, and and I'm getting it for their highest good. So, the the confirmation is a nice tool for the client. So, you don't want to take that away from them, but basically, it is just that a tool. And I know I've read a book from Doreen Virtue who said the same thing, and she said in one of her past lives that. She, um, I believe she was persecuted or she had all these bad things happen to her. So in this life, she personally just uses, you know, she uses her mind and she does use, obviously, she makes a lot of Oracle cards out there and she sells them. But what she was saying is that she doesn't need them for her readings, you know, and that's where I'm trying to, to, to go with this, too. I can use them and I'm comfortable with them and I like them. I feel a really strong affiliation for the angel cards that I use, but I don't necessarily have to have them in my readings. It's something that I want to use and, and I like it for a show, mostly anything, 
more than anything else. So anyway, I just wanted to give you a few different ideas of methods of connecting that you may not have known about. And I'm going to try to take another question really, well, actually, you know what? I'm going to wait, and I'm going to take that question. I have a question that somebody emailed in. I'm going to take that on the last segment, I think, because that ties in with um, the next segment that will be coming up after the commercial break will be how do we – how – we move from imprisonment to empowerment and actually what that is all about. So if you can bear with me one second. Um, and the other thing I want to talk about too is I'm not sure that I touched base on this earlier before, but there are a lot of different types of psychics. And I, I think I shared with you the difference between a psychic and a medium. And again, I just want to say the spiritual psychic and the, the psychic are a little different. A spiritual psychic will tend to give you information um, based on more than just, you know, what is, what's coming up for me tomorrow? What is Johnny doing for me? It's going to be more like a life coaching session a little bit sometimes. And it's going to be for your highest good. And it's always working with where your soul is going at moving forward. So again, we're going to be taking a commercial break in just a moment. And then we're going to be coming back and talking about more of empowerment. So stay tuned and listen soon. The Seventh Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. Lisa Ouellette is honored to assist you as you move forward from imprisonment to empowerment. Individual intuitive sessions are available in person, by telephone, or via Skype. Visit www.lisawillette.com. While there, you can also find information about one-hour and half-hour Reiki sessions, life coaching, and tuning into your intuition classes. These classes will help you learn to trust your intuition and tune into yourself more easily. Mention that you heard about us on Empowering Your Soul and receive 10% off your next session. Visit LisaWillette.com today. Ask Theo Live is talk radio like you've never heard before. Following her near-death experience, world-renowned author and spiritual medium Sheila Gillette became the direct voice channel for Theo, a consortium of 12 archangels. Through this unique channel, Sheila and her co-host Marcus Gillette present you with an opportunity to speak directly with Theo live on air on any topic you wish to discuss, including receiving authentic messages from deceased loved ones and angelic guides. Get the answer you need by tuning in to Ask Theo Live Talk Radio. Tuesday mornings at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. Be visionary. Be extraordinary. Be the change. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Listening to Empowering Your Soul. To reach Lisa Willette, you may send an email to Lisa Willette at Comcast.net. That's Lisa Willette at Comcast.net. Now, back to Empowering Your Soul. Thank you for tuning into my show, Empowering Your Soul with Lisa Willette. If you're just tuning in now, again, I'm going to say this is my first show of the season, and um, I'm really happy to be here. The last segment of my show, I wanted to talk about um, basically what it means to empower yourself and how, how, how we take ourselves out of victim mentality. And that ties in with the question that I, was, that I received by email from Hillary and Hookset. She says, how do we take ourselves out of victim mentality? And I want to say to her, that's a great question, Hillary, and that was helping me go into my segment. So thanks for emailing that to me. Well, the answer to that is to start believing that you deserve a better life than what you're experiencing right now. This might require you to trust in a higher power, and that might require you to take a leap of faith. It can be God, the universe, spirit, your guardian angels. There's so much spiritual help available to us that sometimes we forget to just ask for assistance. I know even me, myself, and I do this for work, that I sometimes forget to ask for help at times, for spiritual help. And I teach this in my coaching and in my class 
taxes. So it's so easy to do, especially when we hear that little voice in our head putting us down. Eventually, we start to believe it and let our ego run our lives. And in my experience, that's been the ego that doesn't want us to succeed. It's that little voice in our head that we hear telling us that we aren't good enough or asking us why we think we can have that job or relationship. Why do we deserve it? The trick's to turn off the ego, and that's an incredibly tough thing to do. It takes a lot of inner work on ourselves, and we have to be in that frame of mind to empower ourselves, which is freeing ourselves from victim mentality and learning to get unstuck so that other areas of our lives flow freer. From talking with clients, I find especially that all aspects of our lives tend to suffer when we're stuck in a particular area. Oftentimes, it's not just our own voice, but the voice of others holding us back. It could be a parent, sibling, child, friend, spouse, or even a coworker. If they're enforcing that negative towards us, then we might have a tendency to believe it more, especially if our self-esteem is not at its best to begin with. So... How, did, how do we move forward when stuck in situations? Well, there's trust and taking leaps of faith. Those are huge. And I ask, sometimes I ask, what does it mean to move from that stuck place of imprisonment in our daily lives to empowerment when we're free to be who our soul wants us to be? Those are the questions I get the most in my coaching sessions. So if you've ever stopped to think about that you're being dealt the same types of life, situation, life situations, but with different circumstances. For example, you tend to attract the same types of people or same types of friends throughout your life that just don't seem to hear what you have to say or they betray you. Well, then you might believe that we keep repeating life lessons and they keep sending us the same lessons until we learn them. Past life repetition too, and that's, an, that's another t- show entirely. We'll be getting into that. But it's like the hamster spinning its wheel, getting nowhere, but feeling like he's been traveling for years. So... Feeling stuck in a rut or like our feet are in the mud, it's a miserable place to be in life. It makes us feel like hope is lost and change is impossible. We feel like it's all right if we settle for less than we deserve and we accept situations in our life that we know aren't for our highest good, but we just can't seem to figure out what to do to change things. I hear a lot of people say, I can't or I've done all I can think of or I'm not able to do this. That's the lack of mentality. It's the broken record of limitations we've set for ourselves and we have to move past that and realize the most important that we what we have to realize is the most important lesson is that no one is responsible for our actions except us. You're the only person holding yourself back regardless of the outside circumstances. Most of the time we already know what needs to be done, but it's daunting to realize that we have to make major life changes if we want circumstances to be different. We have to get so frustrated and upset and realize that life isn't what we want it to be, that frustration leads us to emotional symptoms like depression, anxiety, loneliness, or anger. And the emotional symptoms can then lead to physical symptoms when our health starts to deteriorate and we get exhausted or experience sometimes diseases from this, which causes social issues where we could find ourselves cutting off contact with certain people in our lives or cutting off opportunities to meet new people and hanging with the same crowd that may may not be good for us. We can even put ourselves in uncomfortable situations and have arguments with them as we can't break free of these types of interactions. So basically, it's a vicious circle. The first way I suggest to break free is to get more, is to get some counseling, whether it be from a trusted friend, a parent, social worker, or even spiritual guidance. You need to start feeling better about your life and choices you make. Be playful. Think outside the box. Change your thought patterns from negative ways of thinking to positive ones. One example I give to my clients is that whenever they find themselves wanting to say something negative, I tell them, think about something that makes you happy, like a rainbow or a butterfly or your child's smile, anything that will change your thought process for even a second. So ask for help from a loved one or from spirit, you know, just Ask when you start to feel like you're in that stuck mode, just ask, ask a trusted friend, ask somebody that you really respect. Or if you don't have anybody that you can ask, you know, I'm sure you could look up a, you could look up somebody that a recommended friend or a recommended psychic or whatever, but you can always ask God or spirit or universe. They'll be happy to step in and help you. Um, so, but anything really that changes your thought process for even a second. That's really what I say. The, um, the Secret and the Law of Attraction, you've probably heard about those books out there and the movies and the, the CDs and everything. Basically, they state that what you get back is what you put out there. So the more negative you feel, even towards yourself, the more the universe will send you back that same thing. So what you put out, you get back. So they want you to step out of victim mentality and the prison that you've allowed yourself to be in and walk into empowerment instead. We just need to rewire our way of thinking and break down judgments about ourselves. We have to let go, let God, release negative thought patterns, be kinder to ourselves. It's definitely a spiritual 
way of thinking as well as an emotional mental challenge that takes true inner strength and a passion to want to change for the better. I mean, not everybody's at that place at, at that time. You know, you, everybody gets to a different place. Everybody gets to that place at a different point in their lives. Everybody will get there, but we're not all on the same path. So we're not all getting there at the same time. And sometimes that's frustrating when people in our lives don't realize that we're on that path and we're going there. And they, they, they don't intentionally try to hold us back, but it does happen. So, excuse me, it, it can happen, I should say. So what I want to say, or I guess to reiterate that, is break free from self info- the self-imposed chains that are holding you back from your true potential. Also, as you grow spiritually and experience soul lessons, you're living a more authentic life. That's the one that's on track with your soul's purpose. And when you, when you feel that place, you'll start to feel like everything in your life is starting to fall into place. And you, you almost feel like you're in more control of your destiny. And there's so many different ways to feel empowered. I mean, you can hear words, you can, I mean, you can talk to a friend, you can go to lectures, just verbally hearing the words, using your ears to listen, anything said to you verbally, um, listening to music, going to concerts, uh, just putting music on the, on the CD or the radio or whatever, reading a book, seeing the written word sometimes is what you need, just being with friends and family. You know, there's so many different ways. We're going to talk about it. The the name of my show is called Empowering Your Soul. And basically, we are going to talk about that throughout the course of the duration of the show. There's going to be so many different ways. You know, there's there's essential oils and there's there's like psychic tools like pendulums and there's psychic readings and there's we're going to talk to book authors, you know, different people, all kinds of different ways. They all have different ways to help you empower yourself. Really, the possibilities are endless. And like I said, over the course of this show, we're going to just explore as many new ways as possible to have me help you empower your soul. Um, And I I do want to thank you again for taking the time to listen to my show. If, um, Again, if you have any interest in sending me an email, I'd love to have feedback from you at any time in the future. You can send that to lisawillette at comcast.net. And I'd be happy, so happy to hear back from you and hear what you have to say or think, you know, lots of interesting things to share with people. So um, I'd be happy to share what you share with me with everybody else. Next week, I'm going to have... um, on my show, I'm going to have a guest. Well, most weeks I'm going to have guests. Today was different. It was the introductory show, and I wanted to have some time to talk about the topics that I wanted to talk about and share with you the things that I find to be of importance and talk about where really what empowering your soul is. But most weeks I'm going to have guests on, and we'll be talking about different ways to have them share what they do and how they can help empower you. So I'd really like to ask you to tune in next week with me when I have with me as a guest, Dr. Robin Bruck. She's a chiropractor who also teaches a class called Identity. And that's going to be something that um, you'll find very interesting. So please tune in next week with me and we will, we, will talk, we will talk soon. I'll be happy to hear from you and I'll be looking forward to, to talking next week on Empowering Your Soul with Lisa Willette. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Empowering Your Soul. Please be sure to join Lisa Willette for another engaging program next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. This week, stop feeling imprisoned and start being empowered. Empowered.